we're here to worship and glorify the name of Jesus. If everybody could stand to their feet. We're here to usher in the presence of Lord. For the leaders that are here, if you're tuned in virtually, we're here to usher in the presence of Jesus. Worship with us. Praise the Lord with us. Amen. Amen. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. There is joy.
and to give you all the honor, Lord God. You are great and greatly to be praised. Oh God, we adore you. Lord God, we exalt you. We magnify your name. We call upon your name. We praise your name tonight because you are worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun and to the going down of the saints. I'm so glad we're here to praise you, Lord God, to worship you, to magnify your name, to call upon your name, to lift up holy hands, oh God, in a time such as this, oh God. Father God, we ask your blessing upon the remaining portion of this service, oh God. I pray you will bless our online viewers tonight, Lord God. Touch them wherever they are. Let the Spirit of God flow through them like never before. Oh God, I pray and ask you that you will speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds, oh God. I pray and ask your will to be done. Not my will, oh God, but thy will be done. Have your way tonight as we give you all the glory and as we give you all the honor. We say thanks in advance for what you're about to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Amen. At this time, praise God. We thank you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord, everyone. He alone is worthy. Good night to the online viewers. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. I greet all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Christ Central Church. Um, I'll just read a portion of scripture tonight, and it's from Psalms 51. It's a repentant prayer. It's nice to start the new year repenting and having your heart clean and pure before the Lord. Amen? Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, the God of salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shew forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou desirest 
the lightest nothing burnt offering. The sacrifice a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shalt thou offer bullocks unto thine altar. Amen. Stand back to your feet in Jesus' name. We're going to continue to worship and praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Jesus, we worship you tonight, Lord. For the blessing, Jesus. Oh. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and children and their children. May his favor, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his prayer may his presence and behind you hallelujah all around you he is with you he is with you
Amen. The Lord bless you all. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our God is great. It's great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify your name tonight. Amen. 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 There is a spirit of worship in this place tonight. And I want you to just feel that liberty tonight and worship the Lord wherever you are, whatever is going on in your life. Just be a liberty, be a peace tonight with the Lord. The Lord will bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We welcome you all one more time in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, we're serving a great and mighty God. He's awesome. He's worthy to be praised. There is none like him. There is none to compare. He's the one that is and that is to come. He's the one that we worship and adore. He's the one that we praise because he's worthy to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We want to say Happy New Year's Eve to everyone. Amen. I hope everyone is ready to uh, get ready to bring on the new year. Amen. We don't know what's going to happen in the new year, but I want to make a promise here. I want to know that, you know, if the trumpet sound tonight, I want to be ready that at 12 midnight when the trumpet sound, I want to be ready to caught up with the Lord tonight. And I'm hope that you two out there, you know, that are watching us via uh, the internet tonight, you know, just make up in your mind, you know, repent of your sin before it's too late. You know, give your life to God before it's too late. If you want to get baptized tonight before it's too late, give us a call. We'll come and get you or you can bring yourself in the house of God. We'll get you baptized tonight. Amen. Amen. Every, somebody say it's testimony time. Come on. One more time. It's testimony time. Amen. We're going to give you a few minutes. You know, if someone has a testimony on their heart, you want to stand up and you want to shout out, you want to testify about the goodness of Jesus, what he's doing in your life, just let me know if you need a mic. I can get you a mic, but I want someone to testify and let us know what God is doing in your life. Amen. Amen. Is there someone in the house of God tonight? Amen. Your loan is worthy. It's good to be in the house of the Lord on this last night of the year. Amen. To worship and praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Amen. It's good to be among God's people in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Give God all the glory tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone else have a testimony tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. God's been good to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Saints. Praise the Lord. I just want to give God thanks. Hallelujah. Through 2021, I haven't been sick. 2020. Amen. 2020. 2020. That's all right. And I just want to give God thanks for keeping me. And my, my, um, I would say, New Year wish for Christ, for, for, for me for next year. I would really want to go be more closer to God, more deeper with him. I just want to live for God. It's such a great pleasure knowing who Jesus is. And I'm so grateful that I'm being a part of Christ Center. Amen. I really am blessed to be here again one more time. So I just want to give God thanks tonight for keeping me, giving me health and strength. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone else with a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone else want to testify tonight. 
Amen. I'm sure God's been good to you. It's been good to me. Go ahead. Amen. Sister Sharon, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise uh, I just want to give God thanks for tonight. I want to thank him because I'm in his house. Uh, there's so many other places, oh God, that we would like to be. But I'm here because of his grace and because of his mercies. And I'm so thankful because the other day pastor said, you know, a lot of people, some people will not see, you know, a new year. And so far I've known at least two people that have passed. Mm. And, you know, as someone as young as 15 years old. And, you know, I thank God, you know, because he has been merciful and he's been great and he's been awesome. And he's Hallelujah. been, you know, just everything, you know, everything. And I thank him for being who he is in, in my life. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we have one more testimony? Amen. Someone else want to testify? Amen. Someone in line? Amen. If you have a testimony in line, feel free to send it through to us. Amen. Type your testimony out. To it. We'll make sure we put your words out there. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone else with a testimony. Amen. Praise God. If you don't have one, I do have one. I'm not going to be afraid to testify. You know why? God's been good to me. The songwriter said, surely been good to me. I just won't let him down. He's really been good to me. You know, this past uh, year that we come into a close of 2020, you know, it's been an uphill battle. But true, in the midst of everything that's going on, you know, God, you know, brought us out safely. And in the midst of what's going on, he cover us. Amen. Glad that I'm a part of Christ Center Church. I'm so glad what God is doing in the hour that we're living in. And my desire tonight is, you know, I want to make 2021 be whatever I'm doing. Christ has to be first in everything that I do. If Christ is not first in everything that I do, consider it being a failure. If you want to be successful in 2021, if the Lord bless you and help you to make it through, you better make sure, regardless if you're young, old, in between, make sure you put Christ first in everything that you do. The scriptures say we should seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added unto us. If it's blessing, God will bless you. But you have to seek him first. If it's healing, you have to seek him first and God will see you through. If you need strength in your body, seek God first and God will strengthen your body. That's the God that we serve tonight. Amen. Come on, give a lot of round of applause tonight. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. Amen. At this time, I'm going to invite Brother Tom. He's going to come. Amen. With his... Uh, t- Gonna give us some announcement at this time. Amen. Good evening, church. When we read the book of Daniel, uh, we come across a young Daniel in chapter one. Um, he was a teen when he was first taken to Babylon, and um, when he was uh, he was royalty, and he was living in the in the in the palace, and he was um, given this special food. But it wasn't healthy for him, and he um, spoke up. And he, his love for the Lord, his dedication to the Lord, was so strong that he did not want to defile himself by eating wrong things. And so he ate pulse. Um, 
that loosely translated turns into vegetables. And he promised that he would have a countenance that was better than anybody else's. And it truly was. They saw in his face that he had the light of the Lord there. As you get further into the book of Daniel, um, in chapter 10, we come across um, uh, an aged Daniel. He was mature. He had been living for the Lord for a long time. In the chapters in between, there had been miracles. There had been many things that had taken place that were just um, testimony to his faithfulness. But in chapter 10, um, he is uh, received a vision. And um, the, uh, the vision was never truly fully revealed until the angel came to meet him. Um, Daniel needed a test. He needed something to be able to push himself to receive this information from the Lord. And so um, in chapter 10, he decides that he is going to, um, for three weeks, withdraw himself and um, eat no pleasant thing is what the scripture reads. And so that's become what we loosely called a Daniel fast. Three weeks, 21 days. Um, what's interesting is that we're going to do that this year. What's interesting to me is that the scripture says on the 24th day was when the angel arrived. That 21 days go backwards means that um, it's on the 4th when that feast started of the first month of the year. We're going to start our Daniel fast on the 4th of January, and we're going to conclude it on the 24th. We've been talking about a building. We've been talking about what the Lord has in store for us this coming year. Bottom line is, is that it's not the building that we're after. It's a place where we can carry out the ministry that the Lord has charged us with. And we're looking for not um, some revelation that is needs an angel to diagnose. What we need is we need to be able to come to that place of our faith. Pastor's been talking about that 2021 is going to. doesn't know anything about distance and the Lord doesn't know anything about time what he knows is that we are to get together and be one we would like everybody who's hearing my words everybody who's in this congregation to participate this year in this Daniel fast a Daniel fast if you've never participated in one is abstaining from animal products staying away from things that have preservatives that are not natural from the soil and so if you've got some questions, we're here to talk to you about that. Um, I've even wondered whether or not we ought to produce our own cookbook, some kind of some recipe book so that we have some, some, uh, some way to start. But nonetheless, um, on January the 4th, which is a Monday coming, and we will, uh, we will go for three weeks, 21 days, and we will conclude after service. And um, that will be a sacrifice. But the man Abraham, when the Lord told him to go onto the mountain to sacrifice, he told everybody he was going to the mountain to worship. And so let's offer that to the Lord this, this year. Let's participate and commit that sacrifice. And I believe the Lord's going to give us an answer at the end. On Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, will be our first prayer breakfast of the year. That will be on January the 2nd at 8 o'clock. 
um, and we're doing that every month on the first s Saturday of the month, and so uh, we look forward to seeing you here. It's, it's prayer breakfast is a, is a powerful, pow powerful way to start the day. Um, at the end of the month, uh, the North Central Jersey District um, Youth Division will be having a virtual retreat. They will have um, their first session on Friday, uh, the 29th, and that will be virtual only. And then on Saturday, the 30th, um, in the morning, there will be a split session. So there will be, um, um, I don't know the exact details. Uh, the times are, uh, will be in the evening, 7.30, start on Friday, and then um, 10 o'clock, likely, on Saturday. More details to follow. One of the things that has recently been uh, put out there was a, um, an email uh, that was sent to all members of the congregation. If you didn't receive one, please speak up and we'll send it to you. It's a survey about our adult Bible study, uh, Sunday school. Uh, we're still coming up with the right name for it because we've had to move it off of Sunday uh, because of um, how we're doing um, uh, our services this year. But we're looking for the very best time. And so we haven't received as many participations as we would like. And so um, we would like very much for you to respond to the survey. And then finally, uh, one of the things that we've begun to discuss is to return back to doing our music seminars. We had been doing those before all of this business went down. And so we've been careful about what we do with uh, in-person contact. But one of the things that we've been offering is a way to get involved with the audiovisual and with uh, the, uh, the sound system as well as uh, within the music program. And so Brother Scarlett uh, brought that back up. We're, we're just I'm throwing that out there, that that's something that we're thinking about. And hopefully soon uh, we'll be doing that uh, one Sunday after um, service, and we'll continue to do that for as long as we can. Thank you. Have a great night. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. I want to give a couple shout out. A few people that post their testimony online. So I want to give a shout out to you all out there. Amen. So honored that you put your testimony out there. Brother Heiser, Brother Spells, the scene, just a few names out there. Amen. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I pray God will bless each and every person that is signed on and watching our service tonight. Stay tuned. God have something in store for you tonight. Amen. We're going to actually to continue to worship the Lord with us tonight and that the Lord will have his way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen.
Come on, we can do better than that. Put your hands together for Jesus. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know what you came to do. But I came to lift up the name of Jesus. I came to worship him. I came to bless his name. I came to magnify his name. I came to worship him. And I came to give him the honor and the praise. I don't know what you came to do, but I'm grateful. I'm thankful that I'm in the house of the Lord. God is my keeper. And I've come to let him know how much I appreciate him. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. God is up to something. I feel his presence before I even came here. I felt his presence days and days ago. And I say, God, you're up to something. And if you will hear me tonight, you're going to feel like God is speaking directly to you if you haven't already felt that. But God is going to speak to you directly tonight. Because God is going to speak. My my God, help us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I honor you. Jesus, I praise your name. Oh, glory be to God. I am so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful that we can come together. I'm also at the same time uh, just feeling uh, not complete because we're not able to have everyone assembled together tonight. Some of us uh, want to be here and can't be here. And, uh, you know, our restrictions on a lot of uh, our, our congregations and it's just been a challenge, as we know, this entire year. Well, since March, and I uh, pray to God that we will go into this next year with something that we did not have. We will go in. God will give us what we need, and we will go in with something different. We will go in with, with God doing something amazing in us and through us. I greet you all in the wonderful and precious name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Christ-Centered Church. If you have joined us online or you're here in person, I welcome you. God's got a word for you. And if you will listen up tonight, God is going to speak to your heart and prepare you for 2021. Amen. No need to worry about what will happen for 2021. You, You have heard me said many times, let God worry about God's stuff and you worry about your stuff. God's got God's stuff under control. What we need to be concerned about is what stuff that we are supposed to be doing. And so I'm telling you right now, let God worry about what he's doing because he's got everything under control. He can handle his business. We just need to handle our business. Thank you, Jesus. And so I am glad to be here. I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad to be joined together virtually online, but I also wish we could be together in these last and final days. And so I'm just thankful tonight. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. So many things that's on my heart tonight, but I just pray that God will just guide me and lead me in the way that he will have me to go and minister the way he would have me to minister. Amen. I greet all the online viewers. What what testimony did um, um, we get from um, online? What did it say? Give me a testimony because 
I know um, Sister Crystal is doing her job. Amen. She's our online greeter and she's interacting with those online. And I have to make sure they know that we know that they're there and not just, you know, you know, kind of make it like we don't know that they're there. We know that they're there. Who had a great testimony online that we didn't get a chance to hear so we can uh, make sure other people hear about the testimony of the Lord. Amen. But this is an interactive service. I didn't come here to just be a spectator. But every time I come together, I am going to be a participator. I'm not just coming to see you. While I'm glad to see you, Sean, it's good to see you. Amen. But I didn't just come to see you. (laughs) I came to praise and magnify the Lord. I'm going to challenge this church like I've never challenged you before. You might get mad with me and, you you know, you're going to have to really check yourself because you might just get upset with me, but I can't help it. There is something that has come over me that just is moving me to minister the way you're going to hear me minister and to just just go beyond what we ordinary do. We, we have to get beyond ourselves because we can't do what needs to be done in our natural ability. We need the power of God working in us and through us for us to get the will of God done. So no need to frustrate yourself by trying to do things with your own strength. You're going to have to tap into the supernatural. You're going to have to connect with the power of God in order to see the will of God done. Y'all ready? I don't think nobody ready tonight. But I'm going to preach whether you're ready or you're not ready. Nobody ain't ready tonight. I got to tell y'all, y'all ain't ready tonight. So we have three testimonies. One is from a Dee Dee Green. Dee Dee. I want to testify about what God has done for me through the pandemic, and I thank God he brought us this far. Amen. We have one from Brother Isaiah Hasker. He says, I thank God that I know more people who have been delivered than those who are in bondage. It reminds me that God is still working for people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for your testimonies. Those of you that have shared with us online, thank you so much. All of you, Didi, I, I just, you get big ups from me. You've been, you've been with us for a while and you participate. You're just not online. You're participating. And so, Didi, I just appreciate you. Thank God for you. Um, all of you that have tuned in tonight to join with us, we are grateful that you are a part of our service tonight. Amen. And so we're going to get into the word of God. I know sometimes New Year's Eve service, you know, people tend to kind of uh, do a lot of worship and praise. And that's great. And that's wonderful. And, and, and I like those things. But I'm a, I'm a preacher at heart. I'm, I'm a word man. And no matter how things are going, Brother Ethan, I got to get the word in me. Amen. I got to get the word in me. I never forgot when I was a Sunday school teacher. You've heard me said this before. Sunday school teacher, and I'll be teaching Sunday school. And back in those days, Sunday school and the main service is going on at the same time because we didn't have space. So while the the, the main service was going on, we were all scattered someplace teaching the kids. And I did my job in teaching the kids, but I got to be honest with you, I was on edge wanting to be in the sanctuary where the preaching was going on. And so I've always been preaching kind of guy. Some people like to drive and listen to music. I will listen to preaching over music when I drive. So I just love the word of God. So God knows what he's doing and what he's called us to do. And so we're going to get into the word of God tonight. 
So if you will, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. Hope you can roll with me tonight. Amen. Get, get all the distractions out the way if you're home. Amen. I don't know if IJ is up or is he asleep, but if you put IJ right in front of the TV so he can see me and hear my voice, he will pay attention. If he's sleeping, then y'all need to pay attention. And so I appreciate that. Amen. I'm talking to everybody tonight. Amen. IJ, my man, though, he hears my voice and he begin to focus. And so unless he's hungry or sleepy, he won't focus. But if he's all, all good, if he's not hungry and he's not sleepy, he hears my voice and he will pay some attention. So IJ's got something in him already. Amen. When you're born in the house of God, there's something already going on with you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter six. Amen. If you'll stand for the reading of the word of God, even if you are in your house tonight, if you're joining us, if you will stand with us, God will really appreciate that. Amen. Your reverence to God and his word is going to make a difference in your life. Mm -hmm. And so if you will stand with us and look, you can look on the screen or you can look at your uh, electronic device or you can get your Bible out and Brother Henry, you using your Bible? In trouble. In trouble. Everybody getting it tonight, man. No, not that Bible. I guess you want to you use that Bible at home, huh? All right. I'm talking about the big one I gave you the other day. That, that's, a, that, 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 that's a home Bible? You want to keep that at home when you're studying at home? All right, okay. Y'all better watch out tonight. Preacher sharp as a razor right now. My senses is picking up everything. I wish it wasn't like that, but my senses is picking up everything in here and everything online. I, don't ask me how, why. I can't get into it. All I can do is just let God use me as a conduit, and then I'll get out your way in a second. And if you mad after I'm done, you tell Jesus, why you let him say that, Jesus? And Jesus will answer your question. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Verse number one, we are in, we are close to moving into a new year. And we ought to stop and think about, we're still here. We're still here. Let's see what God is up to. Verse number one says this. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you or ye receive not the grace of God in vain. I got to read that again. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. My Lord Jesus, all I want for you to do Oh, God, is just work through me tonight as your conduit, as your oracle, as your instrument, as your apparatus. Speak to me. Speak to us. 
Lord, I pray that you will make your word plain and clear to each and every one of us. I pray that the power from on high will overshadow us that are here tonight in this house. But God, those that have joined us online, I feel, Lord God, that somebody will experience a move of God right where they are, whether it's in their living room or bedroom, that the Spirit of the Lord is going to do something miraculous. Somebody is going to be overcome by the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody is going to be overcome overwhelmed by your power, Lord God. You're going to get a revelation, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you have your way, Lord. Let them know, my God, it was you and nobody else, oh my God. I pray, Lord God, for revelation and understanding tonight. But more than anything else, that there will be obedience to the word of God that is being spoken. We ask that you have your way, that there will be miracles, signs and wonders in the name of Jesus let it be so in Jesus name in Jesus name you may be seated I want to talk to you tonight on this topic what should we do about grace what should we do about grace? What should we do about grace? This year has been like no other year we have ever known. Since March 15th, it has felt like we have been in a nightmare. Trying to wake up, can't wake up. Pinching yourself, but it's still happening. We have suffered great loss. Great loss. Great loss. Our customs of how we worship and serve the Lord Jesus was challenged and at times had to be changed. Life as we knew it was not the same. We came to, the, to, to a point where we either got weaker in our faith or we got stronger in our faith. But I don't believe anybody stayed the same since March. You either got weaker in your faith or you got stronger in your faith. Our faith was and is certainly being tried. There's a scripture in 1 Peter, verse number 1. I'm sorry, verse 
number seven, first Peter chapter one, verse number seven, that says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Church, I'm here to tell you that this year had tried our faith, but if our faith will stand this trial, this test that we're facing, if our faith will stand it, we will meet Jesus. We will welcome His appearing one day. Our faith has been tried. It's continually being tried each and every day. We wake up so many ways. We're being tried and tested to see if we've got the goods. And church, I'm here to challenge you tonight to say, do you have the goods? Do you have the goods? Because you're going to be tested. You're being tested. And only if you really got it will you make it. In all that we have experienced, the Lord Jesus gave us grace. You think you're here because you look good? You think you're here because you're dressed nice? You think you're here because you got a few dollars in the bank? You think you're here because you're smarter than everybody else? You think you're here because you wore your mask all the time. You think you're here because you washed your hands and and social distance. I'm here to tell you, uh, you're only here by the grace of God. It's not because you did anything special. You're only here because of the grace of God. Continue to wash your hands. Continue to be socially distanced. Continue to wear your mask. But hear me, if you're still here, you're only here because of the grace of God and not because you're smart or you're following all the CDC laws and regulation. It's only because of the grace of God. There are people that wore their mask. There are people that washed their hands. There are people that socially distanced. And they ain't here no more. I'm telling you, church, we're only here because of the grace of God. So what should we do about grace? Since we're only here because of grace, what should we do about grace? In all that we experience, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us grace. He was so gracious and has been so gracious to us. And not because we deserve it. I don't know if I can preach this tonight, but I'm here to tell you what we're experiencing we don't deserve, but somehow we're living it like we are owed what we have. Oh, God, we're living. We're living like we're owed. We're living like, oh, we deserve to be living. 
How can you justify some of the people that have gone on to the Lord or some that didn't go to the Lord but they died? How do you justify why they're gone and you're still here? You figure that out. There's no reason. You don't know why. But the grace of God. And we're living like, oh yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. That's why I'm still here. Watch out, watch out, watch out. You're not here because you're doing your thing. You're here because of the grace of God. You're home tonight being able to, to, to be a part of this service because of the grace of God. Not because you're trying to do your best to not get corona. It's the grace of God why you don't have corona. For God I live and for God I die. I will not be afraid. I am going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm going to obey and follow all the teachings and guidelines concerning, oh God, whatever we're being taught to do, I'm going to do my best. But God, my trust is not in the CDC. God, my trust is not in the president. Oh God, my trust is not in the, polit- in the, in the politicians. My trust is in you, Lord Jesus. As Christians, we are called to be laborers with him. You read it at the beginning. We are laborers together with him. So as Christians, we are called to be laborers with Christ. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a specific laboring we should be doing in Christ? Yes, there is. It is the labor of reconciling man to Jesus Christ. When Paul says we are laborers together with Jesus, what Paul is saying, we are walking together with the Lord to reconcile man unto Jesus. I got a theory. It don't make sense, but I'm still going to stick to it. The people who are good, godly people, they leave here before the people who are not good, godly people. I'm talking about myself now. So you ain't got to worry about me taking shots at you. So I've always said this. You know, you've heard this since you were little. Man, it just seemed like the good people, they die early. The good, the good people die off. And maybe it's because they got it all together and they living how they should live. And we are getting extra time because we ain't doing it right. We may be just getting extra time because we don't have it together. And we worried about them that are leaving here that have it together. And we thinking, we always so just lost when it comes down to We thinking the reverse. Oh, God is so good. I'm living in some of them that pass on. And God is saying, no, the ones that pass on, they were doing pretty good. So I took them so they didn't, mess, so they didn't have a chance to mess up any, any further. They were doing good. So I just called them on home. But you, you got so many things you need to work out, bro. Guess what? I'm giving you some more time down that joint. Wake up and give me praise. Wake up and, and be a, a witness, a laborer for me. And, and maybe when you're ready, I'll bring you on up. Hmm. It is us 
who are reconciled to Christ that Paul is talking to when he says, receive not the grace of God in vain. But surely that goes for those also who are not yet in Christ. So when Paul says we are laborers together and we need to make sure we don't forsake the grace of God, that we don't receive it or we receive it not in vain, he is talking to all of us if you want to look into the word of God. Most Definition you will read and find that talks about grace. Always say the unmerited favor of God. Church, grace is a whole lot more than that. Man, we like to dress up God's word to make it make us feel good. Because you know, you know what that sounds like? The unmerited favor of God? It mean it sounds like, okay, then you can do whatever you want, and God is gonna show you a favor no matter what. You see how we like to twist it, make it, make it work? It's like a picture frame to us. Let's fix it just right. We good. Mm, just, yeah, that's just how I like it. So we, we, we continue to say grace is the unmerited favor of God. But church, hear me. It's more than that. Grace is more than the unmerited favor of God. It's more than that. Write this down. Record this, because here's the real definition of grace. Grace is God's willingness to reveal himself to us, which includes forgiveness of sins, and then allowing us, I'll use your word, unmerited time to respond in faith and obedience to what he has done for us. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again so you understand what grace is. And if you capture this definition tonight of grace, you'll stop playing games. Grace, God's willingness to reveal himself to us, which includes forgiveness of sins and allowing us unmerited time to respond in faith and obedience to what he has done for us. So maybe I can explain it this way. What God does when he shows us grace, he gives us an opportunity to know who he is. Because not everybody, only if God reveal himself to you can you know who he is. If he never reveal himself, you will never know. So grace is God saying, I'm going to show you who I am. And he does it in many different ways that I'm going to show you in a second. He does it in many different ways. And so when he reveal himself... Guess what? He's not doing it for nothing. He's doing it, and, and, and what comes with that is forgiveness of sins. So he reveals himself to you, and most of us, if you ever have an encounter with God, when I get a real encounter with God, I just start crying. Because every time you get a real encounter with God, it makes you realize you are nothing. It makes you realize you're not even righteous enough. It makes you realize you are a mess and you need to get your life together. So when you get a real encounter with God, some of us, all we can do is just cry. Lord, I feel so insignificant. I feel so unworthy. And that's what you get. And so you realize that. I got sin in my life. I need to clean up my life. But but when God reveal himself to you, guess what comes with it? Forgiveness of sin. So he's saying, here I am. I'm letting you know who I am, and I forgive you for your sins. And then he throw it to us. Then he give us that unmerited time 
to respond in faith and obedience to him just revealing himself and forgiving our sins. That's grace. So what has happened is God has revealed himself to us. God has put out there for us to understand your sins can be forgiven if you would just ask. And he has done that. And now he's sitting back saying, okay, I'm giving you the time that you don't deserve now to respond to what I've done for you. What are you doing? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What are you doing? I've shown you already. What are you doing? I'm waiting for you to respond to the grace that I've shown you. What are you doing? Can you respond? What are you waiting for? That's where God is with us. What are we waiting for after God has now revealed? Oh, God, help me tonight. We as apostolics, we know there's one God, and that one God is Jesus Christ, God Almighty, manifest in flesh, who came to this earth through the Virgin Mary and gave his life on Calvary's cross so he can remove our sins from us. We know that. We know that we can repent of our sins. Brother Henry read the scripture tonight with, with, with David repenting. We got all that now. Now what? That's where we are today. Now what? And it's sad sometimes that God got to allow some, a little thing here and a little thing there to come our way to remind us of his grace. You're worried about these things. All God is trying to do is remind us of his grace that he's given to us. And he's waiting for us to respond in faith and obedience. And we're still hung up on God is good. He's really been good. He's really been good to me. They don't sing the other part, though, because if they would have sung the other part, they would have responded in faith a long time ago. They don't sing that part. I just can't let him down. They just sing the part. He's really been good. Lord's been good. He's really been good. He's really been good to me. But me and Brother Scott can sing it. I just can't let him down. I can't let him down. I can't let him down. He's really been good to me. God's been good. He's really been good. He's really been good to me. I just can't let him down. Oh, I can't let him down. Mm -mm. Listen to me, church. I mean so much about that song that even when I'm in the depths of my wrong, I will do for God. I don't care where I'm at. I don't care what's going on. I can't let him down. If I'm messed up, if I'm messed up, I don't care. Whatever God wants, that's what he gets. I can't defend and protect anything about my life when it comes down to what God wants. I've read enough scriptures. Oh, God, help us. I've read enough scriptures when he tell a man, your only son that you have, I want you to take him up to Mount Moriah and I want you to sacrifice him to me. I read that. And what that tells me is, there is nothing you can withhold from God and justify it. Nothing. I told you that Isaac represented Abraham's future. 
And there is nothing greater in your life than your future. And Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son, his future. So God is trying to show us, what will you not give to me? Some of us, it's our little stinking time. We weren't about time. God operate outside of time, but we weren't. Oh, come on. We weren't about time. Oh, you know, I got this. To the, what are you talking about? What are we talking about? God is when you, if you get to spend eternity, you will see there's no time in the place where we will be. So what are you worried about the time now for? Give God whatever he needs to receive. There's nothing that we should withhold from God. Nothing. What do you have more precious than Abraham had when he had Isaac? What do you think is more precious in your life right now than Isaac was to Abraham at the time? He had no kids. None. And his one and only son, God says, that's what I want. I'll never forget that. I will always remember that because I know God. I learn God's ways. And this is what you know about God. If you neglect him, the thing that you want the most, the thing that you are, that, that's just so, is the deepest thing to you, he will touch it. Play with God if you want. Play with God if you want. If it's your house, if it's your children, if it's whatever it is, you try to let that thing get in the way of God. Spouse, it don't matter. I don't care what you try to let that thing get in the way of God. Spouse, cars, house, jobs, money, whatever it is, whatever it is that get in the way of you and God, he's going to touch it this year. You think you made it through uh, uh, Corona? He's going to touch that thing because he wants me to talk to you tonight. What about the grace he has given you? What you just going to do? Keep on enjoying yourself and do whatever you want? What about the grace he has given to you? He brought you through 2020. Listen to me. This year, God has given us much grace. You want to know how? Here's some ways. He revealed himself to us as Savior. So, so, so maybe you didn't think he was a Savior. Maybe you just think, ah, oh, they're just talking. Oh, you know, Lord and Savior, we just got the cliche. They're just talking. Well, did, did you leave here with the coronavirus this year? So you know him as Savior. It's not happenstance why you didn't get it. I keep telling you. It's not because you were good or you stayed away or you stayed in the house. That's, that's not why you didn't get it. You didn't get it because of the grace of God. Just understand that. And so this year, you're supposed to know God as Savior if you're still here. He kept you and says, I'm going to protect you. And even if you got the virus a little bit, I'm going to make sure it don't destroy you, which means you now know him as healer. For so long, some of us have come to church and we've heard testimony. God healed somebody. You might have your own testimony this year that God healed you. I can testify that. We know him this year as protector. 
He protected you. You work in a hospital, he protected you. You work in a hospital, he protected you. All of you that have been in hospital, y'all have thought about it yet? We have about six nurses in this church. And he protected most of y'all. Going around this stuff every day. Since the companies, he kept you in your right mind. Because when this thing got off the hook, you all know that work in the health field, it was a time where you wasn't getting it, but your mind was just a mess. What you saw was just devastating. What, what you were experiencing on the job every day was not good. So while you weren't getting it, your mind was not just in the place where it needed to be. He protected you because you could have lost your mind. You all know people that have lost their mind. They may not have gotten sick by the virus, but they might have lost their minds. Because this thing has messed them up so badly. People have committed suicide because of this thing. He protected you. He revealed himself as healer. He revealed himself to us as the hope of glory. What should we do about grace? What should we do about grace? We should not want to receive the grace of God in vain. And if you are not doing anything in response to the grace, you're receiving his grace in vain. If you're not doing anything, responding to the grace of God in faith, you're receiving the grace of God in vain. So if you want to know what Paul was talking about when he says, don't receive the grace of God in vain, it means now that God has given you grace and you know it, what are you doing? What's your response? And if you don't have a response, you are receiving the grace of God in vain. Here is a proper response to the grace of God. I'm going to give you a proper response to the grace of God. James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse number 6. The word of God says, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he said, follow me, God resisted the proud, but give it grace unto the humble. We get that, that, that word proud or pride confused a lot of times. Let me just give you something simple. We, when we think of pride, we think of people that you know, look at me. Yeah. Let me give you a real a behavior that is prideful, and you never thought about it. Prideful behavior is a person that don't pray. I know you thought pride meant some, you know, you show off, you think you're better than everybody else. That's easy. That's easy. A prideful person is one that doesn't pray. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because what you're saying is you can sustain your life. You don't need to talk to this, the one who sustains life. 
So when you don't pray, what you're saying, Matthew, is you can take care of yourself. You don't need nobody else. I know you didn't think that's what you were saying, but that's what you're saying when you don't pray. So you want to say, oh, I'm not prideful. Check and see how much you're not praying or praying. And that will tell you, you are demonstrating pride without even knowing it. Because you're not praying. You're not going to the life giver. You're not going to the life sustainer. You're not going to the author and finisher of your faith to say, God, I need you today. You're just carrying on like, I got this. He give it the proud, but give it grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. I'm telling you how to respond to grace. Here we go. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What does submission mean? I'll let you laugh real quick and get back on my lesson. You ever seen Coming to America? Jonah, the first wife that they try to give Eddie Murphy. Bark like a dog. Roof, roof, roof. Hop on one leg while you bark like a roof, 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 roof. You remember that? You're all laughing, but that's real submission. You're laughing, but that's real submission. What do you like? Whatever you like. That's real submission. So when we say, the scriptures say, submit to God, that's what you need to get in your mind. You can laugh at it all you want. But if God say, bark like a dog, roof, 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 while you bark and hop on one leg, roof, 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 do that. And then when God say, what you like? Whatever you like. Real submission. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You notice it didn't say resist the devil and submit yourself to God. Did you catch that? Because the next verse says resist the devil and he will flee from you. But, but submit yourselves to God came before resist the devil. Why? You can't resist the devil without submitting to God. The scripture says no man can pluck you out of his hands. So when you're in his hands, submission, nobody can take you out so that you can look at the devil and laugh. Once you submit to God, you can look at the devil and laugh. You can resist him then. But if you don't submit to God, you can't resist him. He, 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 he better than you. Uh-huh. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. A lot of double-minded business going on. We want to be Christians and politicians these days. Double-minded. Uh-huh. 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 Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Here we go. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. In all what's going on right now, if we will submit ourselves, if we will humble ourselves to the Lord, we don't have a thing to worry 
about. Every day I get home and I feel like I'm still okay in my health, I said, thank you, Jesus. Because all I know is I don't know how this thing is being transmitted. I can't explain it to you. The CDC can't explain it to you. Doctors can't explain it to you. Nurses. So every time we get home, I don't care what you didn't do and how protective you were and how you took Every time you step in the house without this virus, you need to say, thank you, Jesus. Because I don't know how this stuff is getting on people, getting into people. And I try to be careful, but I still say, mm, you just never know how it might work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God demands loyalty and requires that his people resist the appeal of this evil world. But he gives grace, which allows us to meet his demands. Grace is God's help that we don't deserve. <laughs> it is greater than our need and more than we can ask. No matter how heavy the awareness of our sinfulness or failure, God's grace is able to lift us, that burden removed from us. Paul wrote, but where sin abound, grace abounds much more. So that word grace is so powerful. That word grace can lift you. That word grace will keep you. But you have to have the right response to grace. What about grace? What should we do about grace? I hear this all the time, and I agree with it. We have soldiers around this country, across our world, that's defending this great country so we can live the life that we're living. And over the past few years, we've gotten a little bit better at showing them appreciation that they're doing that, understanding that we are living this good life in America because we are being protected and defended by men and women that, that's putting their life on the line every single day so we can have this life. And so we've, we've come to the place now where we're being smart enough now when we see our soldiers, we, 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 we let them know we appreciate them. Thank you for your service. Or we, we clap for them. Or we, we, we buy their coffee. Or whatever it is that we do, we need to show our appreciation for them because it's them while we're living this life. That's the natural. What should we be doing about Jesus? If we understand, Matthew, that our soldiers are the ones that's putting their life on the line so we can have this life. So when we see them, we need to treat them with great respect. What about Jesus? Jesus says, don't fear the one that can kill the body but can't kill the soul. Because if I lose this life, this body dies in this life, I'm still good to go if I'm right with God. But God is the only one that had the power to destroy your body and your soul because he gave you your soul. Are we reverencing him like we again? What should we do about grace? We cannot receive the grace until we realize that we need it and then humbly turn to God. 
I, I think sometimes we, we don't realize what we need. Pride makes us self-centered and lead us to conclude that we deserve all we see, touch, or imagine. Pride creates greedy appetites for far more than we need. Pride can suddenly cause us to no longer see our sins or our need for forgiveness. But humility opens the way for God's grace to flow in our lives. When we take the grace of God in vain, it's pride. Get quiet again. When we receive the grace of God in vain, that is pride. Because it is natural, natural, even animals understand. It's natural to understand that when someone does something for you, you're supposed to respond with an appreciation for what they have done. And if you don't do that, you're prideful. So if we don't respond to the grace of God in a way of reverence and humility and gratefulness and thankfulness and more importantly, in faith and obedience, it's pride. And you can categorize it the way you want. Well, I never thought about it. Well, that's not how I feel. It's just that I'm so busy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mess with people a lot of time when they tell me stuff. I say, tell it to Jesus. Uh-huh. Pastor, blah, blah, blah. I, I said, I hear you. Tell it to Jesus. I can't help you if you don't pray. Tell it to Jesus. Yeah, Pastor, I haven't been praying. I hear you. Tell it to Jesus. Because when you don't pray, it's your relationship with him you're fracturing. It's not your relationship with me. You're fracturing your relationship with him. So tell him why you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Not me. The inner turmoil we sometimes experience, I'm closing up here. The inner turmoil we sometimes experience is not just the conflict among our desires. It is also God waging war on our rebellious selves. So sometimes you are in conflict with yourself and you're thinking the devil messing with you. But sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's God trying to get you out of your rebellious ways. By denying our prideful objectives, God is often able to get our attention. Times of frustration are important opportunities to consider whether the goals we are pursuing are honoring to God or simply our way of calling us back to friendship with Jesus. A lot of times what's going on in our life in church, I know some people are going to twist this and not really say what I'm trying to say, but I hope you will be smart enough to hear what I'm saying. God did not start Corona, but he allowed Corona because hopefully it will get us back into right relationship with him. Call it whatever you want to call it. Twist it the way you want to twist it, but he could have stopped it from the very first time. What, you don't think God knows everything? From the very first time it 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 came about, he could have squashed it then. But he says, they need a wake-up call. They need a wake-up call. So let it go. 
Let it go. They need a wake-up call. And you can say whatever you want because I read my Bible. He brought plagues on Egypt. Why couldn't it just be one plague? Did you ever stop and think about that? Why wasn't it just one plague? He wanted them to know who he was. Because the heart of the situation, when he pulls you out of it, then you know that had to be God. If it's too simple, your prideful self going to take the credit. So sometimes we, he got to let it go really bad for us. Because when he goes really bad and he pulls us out, then we know, oh my God, God's been good. He's really been good. <laughs> He's really been good to me. I just can't let him down. He let it get real bad sometimes. So when he pulls us out, we know it's him. If it's simple, you'll always think something. But he let it go. And so we're dealing with this, this, this virus today because God allowed it to come. And he never stopped it. But his hope, and I said hope, his hope is that his children will become sensitive and turn towards him. His hope is that his children will not receive his grace in vain. His hope is that his children will humble themselves and seek him. His hope is that his children will submit to him. That's his hope. When he brought the plague on Egypt, all those plagues, his hope was that all the Egyptians who worship false gods and idol gods would say, the Israelites' God is the true and living God. That, that's, that's, what he, that's, what he, that's what he wanted them to say because he loves all of us because he created all of us and his desire is that all of us will be saved. But the only way you can be saved is he must first reveal himself to you. Now you see why it's grace. So all of Egypt way back then received the, oh, you're not hearing me tonight. All of the pharaohs that was in the time of, 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 of Jacob and, and Joseph and all of them, Moses and all of them, all those pharaohs and all those Egyptians received grace. You know how people like to say, well, what if you just born into this religion and don't worry, my God knows everything. You think my God not going to let you get to a place where he will reveal himself to you and you will come to know? The problem is not him giving you grace. The problem is our response to grace. The problem is not him showing grace to all of us. He has shown grace to all of us. And he will continue to show grace to all of us. The problem is, what should we do? How should we respond to his grace? Grace puts us in position to enjoy a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It puts us in position if we receive it. 
It affords us privileges of access to God in prayer, in daily fellowship, in guidance by the Holy Ghost, and in our future hope of eternal life. Grace gives us the knowledge that God is for you and nothing that come against you can destroy you. Because grace consists of God revealing himself to you. Grace consists of God saying, I will forgive your sins. Now the question is, what is our response to grace? And whether you are saved today or you're not saved. If you're saved, he's still asking you, what is your response to the grace I've shown you? And if you're not saved, he is saying, what is your response to the grace I've shown you? All of us must not take the grace of God in vain. We need to have a proper response. And going into 2021, church, we must get to the place where we say, I've got to come better than I've been coming. Tonight I prayed. I said, God, I got to have another gear. You know, they have five speed or four speed or whatever the speed is, nine speed, if it's up to that now. I say, God, I think I've been traveling in the same gear for a long time. I said, God, I need to change gears. I need to get into a better gear, a gear I've never gone into before. I need to get into that gear, God. Whatever that gear is that I've never gone into, I need to get into it in 2021. God, show me and help me to get into that gear so I can be better in who I am as a man of God. There's a gear, Matthew, that I have not experienced yet. I need to get into that gear. I need to get there. And, 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 and by the hook or by the crook, whatever it takes, Lord, I got to get into that gear. And so I ask you today, we're standing here tonight. We're sitting here tonight. Wherever we are, we're here. And so it's because of the grace of God. And the Lord want me to ask you, what will be your response? To his grace. What is your response to his grace? Will you respond in faith and obedience? If you haven't surrendered your life. Do I need to say this again? If you haven't given your life to Christ. And you're hearing me tonight. And you don't give your life. Pride. I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you? After what you've just heard. Why wouldn't you? If you don't do more than what you have been doing and you just stay in the same gear where you've been, pride. You can call it laziness. You can call it whatever you want. Because remember what I just said. God has been good to us. And the natural instinct of an animal, the natural instinct instinct of an unsaved person is to show appreciation for someone that has done them well. And if God can be this good to us and all we want to do is just come to the building and sing some songs and we think that's a sufficient enough response, we're fooling ourselves. I know this is tough what I'm saying tonight for New Year's Eve. You know, New Year's Eve, they pop champagne, the ball fall, everybody running around. Ah, Happy New Year! I know that's what they do. Listen, when I, if, I die, if I die before you, 
I just want all y'all need to say is he did everything to help us get to heaven. That, if that's all that's written on my tombstone, I'm okay. I'm okay. While everybody else was just, just, he was trying to get everybody into heaven. He was trying to preach the word to get people saved. If that's what y'all put on my tombstone, I will be satisfied. I, I can't be anybody else other than what God made me to be. Stand with me. We're going to go into prayer. If you have any prayer requests, I want you to send it in if you're online and let me know and I'll mention it as we begin to pray. We're going to pray into the new year. I, I, I know the praise team is going to come and sing one more time for us. And we're going to enter the new year in prayer, in praise, in worship. But we need to look to the Lord and say, God, I heard your word tonight. I need to respond in faith and obedience to your grace. That's how we need to respond to God. We don't need to come to him with any kind of fluffiness. Some things is just no need to talk about it. We just got to be about it. No need to talk about it anymore. Just be about it. And so I challenge you tonight as we go into this new year, if we stop and take stock and say, man, I'm still here. Remember, I told you we like to wake up and says, I thank God for another day. And if I question you a little deeper and say, why are you thanking God for another day? You probably will get jammed up to explain that. Because all we can ever see is just us enjoying life and enjoying our pleasures. We can't see responding to God in faith and obedience and doing whatever he wants. Labor together with him. So we're going to pray tonight and ask for the power of God to just overshadow us and move us out of the gear that we are in and take us into a new gear, a new gear, a new position in Christ. And so God can have his way. Praise singers, come on, we're going to pray and begin to worship the Lord and let the Lord have his way. If you have a prayer request and you're listening online, viewing online, please send it in quickly. If they send it in, Patrice, shout it out real quick, and I will repeat it as we go. Say again. Dee and family, let's pray for Dee and family. Who? Tanya and her family, pray for Tanya and her family. Who else? Amen. We need to pray for all of the family, the leaders of this church. Leaders, I'm going to challenge you. We got to take it up to another level. We can't just, just go through the motions. We can't just do the average. Somebody has to say, I'm going to go above and beyond. Will you go above and beyond and not just do the norm? If we say church start at 730, what time are you going to come to church in 2021? I don't understand that. I'm sorry you're going to get challenged by me. If church start at 730 and you walk in 725, what's that? If you're a leader, what's that? You don't have time to get yourself together to get in the spirit. And here is what you don't know. I told you tonight, I feel everything. Here's what you don't know. I'm the one that have to struggle when you're not where you need to be. You don't understand that. The preacher struggles because now I'm preaching and you're trying to catch up. Now I'm preaching and you're not even paying attention because your spirit is not right because you didn't get a chance to lock in. So coming in, 725 or 730, don't help nobody. We need God to do something supernatural in our life. I want him to do something. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself. I need God to do something supernatural in my life. 
Pray for Dee Dee, pray for Tanya, pray for their family. Let God have his way. Will you pray with me and ask God to change our gear, put us in a new gear that we will come out of this old gear we've been in for so long. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, you've spoken to us. You've challenged us. Oh, God, help us that we will not be offended at your word, but that, God, we, oh, God, will just begin to check ourselves and begin, Lord God, to say, Lord, I am honest with you. I'm honest with you right now, Lord. I am not pleased with myself, Lord. I want to be better at loving you, serving you, being in right relationship with you. Oh, God, doing what you want me to do. I am not pleased with where I am in my fellowship with you, in my time that I spend with you. I am not pleased how much I pray. But tonight, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you, oh, great God, will change the gear that I've been traveling in. I need a new gear. And, God, I want you to change the gear. I want you to move me in the right position, Lord. I promise, Lord, I will humble myself and surrender myself and pray like I never prayed before and call on your name like I've never done before and worship you like I've never done before and praise you like I've never done before. Oh, God, I pray that you will hear the cry of our soul to Tonight, hear the cry of our soul tonight. For we need you. We need you. We need you. Oh, great God, we need you. Hear the cry of our soul that as we transition into a new year, Lord God, that, Lord, we will be in a different place with you spiritually. We will have a different outlook. We will see things differently. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for Tanya, for Didi, I pray, Lord God, that you will bless them and their family, Lord God. Let the power from on high Move upon them. And for all that have joined us tonight, I pray a blessing upon them. I pray the will of God to be done in their life. Oh, God. Oh, Father, I pray that they will respond to your grace in faith and obedience. (laughs) And they will respond to your word, to your grace with faith and obedience, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, have your way, have your way, have your way. Lord, we call on your name. We ask for your will to be done. We ask your kingdom come, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Father, I pray that you will touch our hearts and minds, that we will never be the same. That we will never be the same, almighty God. In the name of Jesus, oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, blessed be your name. Yes. Man's empty praise and treasures. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Let's worship him right now. Come on, church. If you're online or you're here, let's worship the King of Kings. 
Let's worship the Lord of Lords. Let's bless His name. Let's praise His name. For there is none like Him. There is nothing like Him. Oh, hallelujah. Sing that song. I want Jesus to know. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. better than you. There's nothing. Oh, hallelujah. Better than you, Lord. There's
Have a wonderful morning. Enjoy each other. And we'll see you back here Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And then Sunday morning at 9 and 1030. Love you. God bless you. Don't forget we have some refreshments for you. Amen.
Break through in my heart. Break through in my mind. Break through in my spirit. Break through in my soul. Break through in my weakness. Break through in my struggle. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough in my worship. Breakthrough in my praise. Breakthrough when I lift and glorify your name. Breakthrough when I dance. Breakthrough when I shout. You are the God of the breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my strength. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my prayer, breakthrough when I lift and glorify your name, breakthrough when I dance, breakthrough when I shout. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my heart. In my heart, in my mind, in my 
spirit, right to in my soul, right to in my weakness, right to in my struggle. You are the God. Hey. You are the God. Of right to when I clap, right to when I shout, right to when I dance, right to when I live, right to glorify, right to you are the God. You are the God. You are the God. Of right to break through, 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 right to say you are the You are the God. You are the God. Of right to Hallelujah.